San Diego's talk radio leader, 760 KFMB presents It's Your Money and Your Life. For the next hour, Richard Musio and Joe Vecchio will educate and inform you on matters related to your financial future, your life, and your leisure. Now, with It's Your Money and Your Life, here are Richard and Joe. All right, good evening, buddy. My name is Joe Vecchio, your co-host, announcer, and producer. Coming to you from KFMB Studios with 50,000 watts of power. We're heard not just in San Diego County, County, but Orange County, LA County, up the coast of Seattle on a good night, down to Cabo, out to the desert. If you download the app for 760 KFMB or tune in radio, you can hear the show on any device as it airs or your smartphone. And all these podcasts are commercial-free on iymoney.com and on iTunes. Now time to introduce the main man of the hour. He's a CPA extraordinaire, an accomplished marathon runner, a best-selling author, a lecturer, a philanthropist, and a family office expert advising several high-net-worth families. His name is Richard Musio. Richard, good evening. How are you tonight? Well, I survived, Joe. I survived last weekend at UCSD, ah. which was three days of graduations. How much fog did you deal with? Any fog? Well, it was, here's the cool thing. Well, first of all, the traffic was horrific from Friday <laughs> through Sunday because there's so many colleges over there. Yeah. And I guess there were about 9,000 graduates between all of the schools. Uh But my daughter, Mia, who was our middle child, Uh had two graduations, both at 8 a.m., thank goodness. So we had fog, which was good. Why two? Well, she's a double major. Oh, my gosh. She majored in both biological anthropology as well as history of science. And then her boyfriend, Scott, Scott Ragland, he's also a double major, and he graduated. He is linguistics and neuroscience. Oh, my gosh. So they're, they're very intellectual. Huh. And so they decided to go to listen to the Dalai Lama at 8 o'clock on Saturday morning, which is really neat. To was listen. it out where the, uh, where was Re- the? On Remac Field, the Remac. big field. Okay, they, sure, put, sure. they brought a bunch of chairs in. To the north there, okay. Probably at least 25,000 people. Wow. And so we listened to the Dalai Lama. How long? You talked about 25 minutes or so? You spoke about just under half an hour, 25 minutes. Was it complete sentences and everyone was inspired or was it a little difficult to uh, comprehend? A little difficult because English is not his first language. Yeah. But, you know, he's very big on treating the environment nicely and treating everybody on the planet nicely. Mm-hmm. And that's great advice. Mm-hmm. And so he was really interesting. That was really fun. And that was the general commencement for 9,000 students graduating. And then we went back Sunday morning also at 8, so we hit some more fog, which is good. Because well, let me they, ask you, do they call all 9,000 names at once, or do they break no, it No, they break it up by college. Oh, so God. Mia and Scott <laughs> decided, since they're double majors, they graduated with the Eleanor Roosevelt, and of course college. you get you don't get. Just, so they called about two thousand names. Yeah, you don't get just the first and last. It's the Dominic, Joseph, exactly. Anthony, Thomas, plus the major, Musio, and the major, and the major. Oh my God! Yeah, so they called about two thousand names. But the neat thing was the sun didn't come out until about nine thirty. Now I pity the poor people who had to go to the eleven thirty graduation or the three o'clock graduation because yeah. it would have been roasting out there. Yeah. Anyway, we just um, booked three rooms over to Estancia across the street. Yeah. Walked over. Very nice. So much smarter. So anyway, congratulations to Mia and Scott. Well, as you know, last Sunday was Father's Day also. Yeah, it got ignored and, at my house. Yeah, well, I, I went over to Bill and Michelle's, and they had a nice little barbecue, nice intimate little barbecue, and I did see a couple kids staggering across the street in their gowns <laughs> as I turned the corner up there. But uh, anyway, it's uh, it's quite an accomplishment. Well, congratulations to your daughter and her boyfriend and everyone who's graduated. Yeah, and, double uh, majors. Those are very interesting majors. I didn't even know those existed, those kinds oh, of Oh, you things. should hear some of them. I mean, they have some of the most esoteric majors at UCSD. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess you have to carve out a niche, which we'll get exactly. into late, later with our exactly. guests. We have a very important guest here. But, but, but I love it that it's the Eleanor Roosevelt College. Or they didn't name it after Teddy or after Franklin. They yeah. named it after Eleanor, Yeah, which is cool. Well, she was a very in, big into social causes. She and, was. And, that uh, was the 25th graduating class of yeah, Roosevelt. Back when it wasn't all that popular for, for women to be strong and, and, and take on those, kind of thing, those kinds of uh, causes. So. That is correct. 
Matter of fact, I heard a very interesting interview on Charlie Rose, a, a lady who took on Robert Moses, was probably the most powerful uh, non-office non, uh, holder in the history of this country. Mm -hmm. You probably heard of him, yep, right? I have. You know, this lady named Jane Jacobs, and that's a documentary I have to see. Uh, okay. She took him on. But um, anyway, I got to, t to speak to the city council, uh, I guess, last week about uh, Lori Black was going for the... Uh, Port the, Commissioner. Yeah, it was actually a couple weeks ago, but... I, yeah. Um, there was an open seat there, and um, it was an interesting exercise. She had many good speakers on her behalf, but um, apparently, the you know, you get there and and you wonder if um, if, the fix, if, if the fix is in. <laughs> well, anyway, I went to Michael Zutkett, and I'm told he'll do a, a pretty good job. I went right right along party lines, ultimately five four. Now I've got an interesting situation with Soccer City. I don't know if you've been following much, but uh, I went down there. Um, Monday, they had a big rally at 3rd and B for all the uh, the Aztec folks uh, who feel that they've been neglected in the process. And Fred Pierce has been a guest on the show, mm -hmm. as you may or may not know, speaks for all the living presidents of the San Diego State alumni. Very powerful. They, they, they've uh, designated him as their spokesperson. Right. And they packed that uh, city hall Monday, and um, and as you know, Measure K and L, we helped get those. Mm -hmm. I helped get K on, and then L was no special elections uh, unless absolutely necessary or right. emergency. So they were trying to get, as you know, the mayor was trying to get the special election for this coming November. Yeah, how can soccer be an emergency? Right. Well, not only that, you know, they have to open up this process a little bit. And, you know, the mayor's been meeting privately with one company for twenty five, you know, twenty five meetings. Uh, yeah. For, you know, I don't know if it's a soccer year, city. Yeah. And he's a San Diego State graduate, so it just really doesn't. It just doesn't stick in my craw. There's something off there. I mean, uh, he, he'd think he'd give a little bit more consideration. And the, and the fact that they used uh, the Aztecs and, as part of the pitch went to get people to sign the petition. I believe that was going on in many many places. Mm -hmm. So ne next thing you know, they're out of the deal. And um, anyway, we'll see what happens. But what has this mayor done? To, I, I think we could try to get an NFL team back here too. You know, uh, not not if in, we have in, a Soccer City. We can't. Well. I don't know. There's all there, that should be in the discussion, or somebody should at least be looking at that. But uh, I don't know. I just kind of feel this mayor's a little bit uh, uh, a wall, or he's in uh, a slump, yeah, <laughs> like our Padres. Well, the the weird thing is, you know, you've got a lot of people like Malin Burnham and a lot of people who are pretty much on the right, um, uh, joining with people on the left. You know, the Alliance San mm -hmm. Diego and. Um, Anyway, we thought the vote was going to go 5-4 or 5-3 because I think Lori Zaff uh, wasn't there Monday. But it actually went 8-0 yeah. uh, in favor of uh, pushing this election uh, to the general election. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Anyway, I, I, sorry to take too, so much time because I know you have a very interesting guest in-house here. So I think we got to get to it. What do you say? Let's do it. All right. Well, this guest here is an author, a lecturer. She's had a uh, few careers, and she's helping people who uh, are beyond 50 uh, develop more careers for them, which is a very interesting uh, career her, herself. So uh, she's a trainer, speaker, lecturer, author. and Came all the way from the Bay Area. Came all the way from the Bay Area, and her name is Gloria Dunvielin. And welcome to the show, Gloria. Thank you. So great to have you here. Um, so where should we start? I guess uh, start with your granddaughter's high school graduation. <laughs> oh, okay. The youngest <laughs> of four. You came down here for that, right? I'm down here for that. Yeah. Well, we've already done it. Yeah. She is now a graduate. Good. Of Canyon Crest Academy. Which yes. is where Richard's daughter went, right? Well, no, not, no, not, no, no, not my daughter, Mia, who just graduated. She was homeschooled since sixth grade. But my oldest, Evan, was in the second graduating class of Canyon Crest in 2009. Wow. And then my youngest, Demi, who's 20, who's a senior at San Jose State, 
was in the seventh graduating class. You mean class. that school's less than 10 years old, for God's yes, sake? Yes, I think my, my oldest granddaughter was in the second or third class. Yeah, first and, graduating and class was 08, so this was the 10th graduating class. And this, this is uh, just uh, uh, 9 through 12? or what? Uh, 9 through 12. Nine through, the so Ravens. The Ravens. <laughs> so is this a private school? Their football or? team is undefeated. No, it's not private. It's a public school? They, they don't have a football team. That's why they're undefeated. No, it's, it's, a, it's a public school in the same district as San Diego Academy and... La Costa Canyon and Torrey Pines, but it emphasizes the arts and music and performing arts mm. yes. and de-emphasizes athletic. Huh. Well, I have a friend who teaches at San Diego Academy, and mm-hmm. it'd, it'd be interesting. We'll, we'll do a show on education because it's a very c- complex, convoluted system here. You know, you've got unified this, and you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's, com- there's various school districts, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure how it all works. But <laughs> <laughs> It's but a great school, Canyon Crest. Yeah. You know, great. So. And where are they? In, the, in Carlsbad, or where are they? No, they're at the end of Del Mar Heights up in Carmel Valley. So if you go past oh, the Jewish they're... Academy and then past... Cathedral, the Catholic school, if you keep on going out. Going east. Going east. All you're right. right there at the end of the strip. All right. So near Torrey Pines High School. Too, yeah, I just guess. down the street. By wow, about they're, three all, miles. they're all bunched together. I they are, know. all in a row. Didn't know that. Yeah. How about that? Anyway, Gloria, where uh, well, you were born and raised where? I was born and raised in New York. How about that? In Nourishell with Dick Van Dyke. Really? Oh, he's a prior guest. <laughs> we had him on the phone for a while. At, at, at where? New Rochelle, you say? New Rochelle, New York. That's where, okay. Did you know him at all growing no, up? No, no, no. He wasn't around then. Okay. We had him on life. last year for his 90th birthday. Yeah. 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 I think it was last year or the year before. I don't know. Last year. <laughs> time, time's flying. Yeah. But um, anyway, I didn't know he was from there. But um, anyway, we'll, we'll take it up from there. We're gonna that take was little, short, but we'll be right back. <laughs> we'll come back with Gloria Dunn-Violin uh, right after this. Hang on. All right, we're back with a little scratchy Dick Van Dyke there. <laughs> Justin was doing the actual record there on the turntable. Yes, yeah. yeah, spin that dial, spin that album there, Justin. Anyway, we're back with Gloria Dunn, violin. She's a consultant, a speaker, an author, a lecturer, helping people with a term she coined called revivement and how to have a life after making a living. But we're going to get into that in a second. We're well, Gloria, New Rochelle. With New Rochelle, take how, how long did you spend... Back east, uh, your entire childhood? Oh, well, or? let's say I came to California in 1969. Okay. So up to that point, okay. I was in Nourishell my first 18 years, and then gotcha. I moved around in New York a little, and then out here. So came so out here for school? or? I, I was married with two little kids. Wow, okay. So uh, north, you, you settled in northern, northern California, or um, yes. you've been up there the whole time? Or? Yeah, in the, in, around the Bay Area. Gotcha. But you have... You have children down here, or one child? I have one daughter down here and her family, great husband and four kids. Mm -hmm. And then I have another daughter uh, who's now just moved to L.A. with her husband. She has three three kids. So seven grandkids. Yeah, and they're all out of high school now. Oh, wow. (laughs) And I'm just going in. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, after you raised your family, I mean, when did you get into the the writing and the lecturing and the the deciding to, I guess you... you Or or before that, what did you do as a job or a profession? Well, my profession uh, for 25 years, I had had a a prior profession in public relations for 10 years, and then... I went back in the master's program and came out in organizational behavior okay. and development. Did that for 25 years, my own business, going in lots of companies, healthcare, technology, 
even a chocolate company. And what would you do there? Just help them with their with their um, employees relations and all that. Em- employee skills, everything from change and transition to communication and conflict. How to be a leader. How to be a manager. Just. There's uh, so many different ways I helped, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, it. I think it all starts from the top down, right? I oh, mean, absolutely. The, the culture of a company. Yeah. Absolutely. If the um, if it's the wrong if it's the wrong people at the top. Well, we've talked to uh, your friend Art Barter about mm-hmm. this, right? Servant Leadership Ser- Institute. Yeah. Yes. Um, if 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 the company, you know, sees fit to hire someone like you to help help uh, improve situations in there amongst their their uh, employee staff or, or whatever the term you'd like to use, their team, um, that shows they care, right? Well, if they show they care, then their employees are more productive yeah. and everybody wins. You yeah. know, it's a win-win. Everybody yeah. gets successful together. Yeah. So what, what so, would... So you did that for about 25 years? I did that for 25 okay. years. And then 2008 came, and that was the recession. Mm-hmm. And they said, Gloria, we love you, but we, don't, we can't spend money on this anymore. So I kind of had a forced retirement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm the kind that will never retire. <laughs> so that was quite a surprise. Well, did you work with just one company, or were you working with several? Oh, I had several clients yeah. in my own company. But they... Um they but did. they, you know, the recession came. Yeah. Nobody had any money for anything like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was bye-bye. I was already 69. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought, well, okay, who's going to hire an older person? And so I went and I be, got involved in Rotary and, mm. and got volunteered in my community and in my now that's neighborhood. A, that's and, a very important lesson right there when you start, because we've had Matt Schiff on from San Diego, from the uh, San Diego History Center, and same thing. He was in the mortgage industry, and everything changed. He was out of a job, and he started volunteering for other museums, and then down at Balboa and Park. The, yeah, then yeah. he found, uh, you know, he learned of another position that was opening, applied, and Wonderful. got it. So, um, you know, that's a that's a, that's an important lesson. I think people, it's counterintuitive. You don't, you know, you 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 get fired or whatever, and you think, oh. Why should I volunteer for anything? But or you spend all your time looking for another job. Yeah, but uh, if you network that way, um, I, I think good things happen. So well, and and you know you're doing good. Yeah. And for me, I just thought that was going to be my life. I, I took classes. I did other things. I found lots of things to do. Mm-hmm. Ne- you know, never knowing that I was going to find my third career, which mm-hmm. I am in now. Well, you're a professional speaker, right? And, yes. And um, you've you've. Um, I guess hosted some cable TV talk shows up in the Bay Area. Is that where that ha- occurred? Or oh, uh, I I used to host a cable TV t- show uh, where I was interviewing leaders in the area. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then uh, you have a, col- a column in uh, the North Bay Business Journal, which yes. that's an, another important thing if you write. And, yes. And. and um, when did you start writing? You had to reinvent yourself, essentially, and now you're applying what, what the process you went through to help other people. Exactly. Is that how it goes? Exactly. Okay. So I'm curious where the, the impetus of the book came from. Was it, was, was it because you were writing columns and you said, I should try to bring all of these together in one place? Or were... Well, no. What happened was there I was floating along, volunteering and, mm-hmm. and going to school and all these things. And then one day I picked up a newspaper and there was an article about this man who was a retirement life coach. Mm. And I said, I could do that. Yeah. I have the skills. <laughs> and I certainly know what it's like to be forcibly retired. Sure. And I thought, wow. And I got online and I started looking for a way to become certified. Mm. And I became a certified. Uh, I took 10 weeks of classes, certified, 
retirement life coach. And then I said, that's not enough. And I started pulling my other skills out again. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I am speaking and I'm writing and I'm doing all these other Mm -hmm. things, uh, workshops and, uh, I'm having a blast. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know, um, you know, from the notes here, and we, we talked about this statistic before, but 10,000 people are turning 65 every day. Yes. And, um, and then many are retiring. But, uh, you know, what are, they, what are their implications for them? And, and um, you know, how are they adjusting to this new stage of life? What do you find? Well, you know, people adjust differently. But the ones that have blinders on that think they're just going to retire and it's all going to fall in place are going to be sadly awakened with, "Uh uh-oh, now what am I going to do with my life? Where some will struggle two or three years to figure it out and make it work, where some will fall into it. Uh, My statistics show that people who don't have a reason to get up in the morning die, get sick, or get depressed. Mm -hmm. And, And that's why I wrote the book. This will help them not mm-hmm. do that. Well, I did some research, and most of the material on retirement is all financial. Yes. Unfortunately, they haven't got this thing about life yet, which yeah. I'm trying to convince organizations to bring me in as a pre-retirement that life sounds, workshop leader. You're right. Mm-hmm. You should get to people before they retire. I get them in their early Absolutely. 60s, right? Absolutely. Yeah. they got five years to go or whatever. And they can plan. Life. Then they right. can plan and think about it and say, you know, it's just like when I'm giving a talk. Somebody will come up to me afterward and say, oh, my God, I never thought about it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start thinking about it. That's essential. Well, they sh- I guess you need to have a like a purpose or a cause. And um, a lot of times it's people's avocation, whether it's pets or animals or gardening or whatever, or agriculture. Or, or um, But there's other mm-hmm. people with common interests. And, and uh, of course, the, the income stream usually has to, <laughs> you know, you'd like to generate something along those lines Absolutely. as well, right? But, 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 but first of all, a lot of people age 65 who have retired are going into additional careers. Yeah. Yes, and it's wonderful. And wonderful. They, have, they still have talent and skills. Mm-hmm. They're seasoned. They, they know themselves better. They have so much to take forward, and they have to understand that they do have it, and it's worth something, mm-hmm. and they can either take it in the career they're in or they can take it to something totally new and outside of what they're doing but it's their choice but they have to think about what is it i want to do yeah so the the new direction the surprise what is what's uh, that all about so why is this new direction a surprise it's it's a surprise because people have been working 34 years 30 40 years focused on a job and then their family or whatever else and that was their life yeah. they never thought beyond that and so they're surprised when they retire and they wake up Monday morning and they think, oh, now what? What am I going to do with myself? Uh, it, it, it's totally shocking sometimes. Like that movie about Schmidt with Jack Nicholson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> he sat there and was watching the clock tick down as he was about to go out the door for the last time, right? It was funny. Did and- you see The Intern? Uh, I don't think I did. Oh, I heard about that. That was wonderful. 70-year-old man returns to the workplace, and his boss is in her 30s. She's like really high-tech. Is this De Niro? Yeah. Yeah. De Niro. It's a great movie. It it really speaks to it. (laughs) It really speaks to him needing purpose, him being... Mm-hmm. Experience to be the mentor. Good. We'll talk more about that. We'll get back with Gloria Dunn, violin, right after this. Hang on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
right, we are back with the award-winning It's Your Money and Your Life, and this is a time where Richard likes to thank our sponsors. Big thank you to our sponsors. Could not do this show without our sponsors. <clears throat> At the top of the list, of course, we have UBS with Michael Coranta, so thanks to Mike, thanks to UBS, also our favorite CPAs on the planet. They've both been recent guests. More traditional CPAs, Plato Epic CPAs up in San Marcos, tax returns, financial statements, all of that good stuff. And then, of course, Signature Analytics with Jason Kruger, CPA. Signature Analytics, of course, is a CFO service firm. Joel Grushkin, who I had lunch with on Tuesday. Joel, of course, heads up cost segregation initiatives, helping real estate owners improve their cash flow. Also, our great friend, Sean Puckett. Sean is a VP of the San Diego region for... Mechanics Bank, formerly known as California Republic Bank, a really neat niche market bank, working with wealthy families, family offices, and families that have real estate businesses. Also, the LG Experience in the Lombardi Group. We just had a great continuing education event at Omni La Costa. The LG Experience helps wealth advisors make heroes out of CPAs to the CPA's very best clients. Paul Hines. Paul, of course, heads up Hearthstone Private Wealth Management. And as well, he was the catalyst for SeniorSafeAndSound.org here in San Diego, helping to prevent the financial abuse of the elderly. Michelle St. Clair with Elite Lifestyle Management, great concierge company for those of you who want to get your most precious asset back. That would be your time. Elite Lifestyle Management can help you with all kinds of things, from the simple to the more complicated. Be that travel arrangements or any kind of complicated thing you need to get done, just imagine it. They'll take care of it. Also, our dear friend, Brenda Geiger. Brenda Geiger, of course, heads up the Geiger Law Office. Brenda specializes, her office specializes in both asset protection as well as estate planning. And last but not least, Obamacare. Is it here? Is it there? Is it going to stay? Is it going to go? Who knows? Affordable Care Act. Affordable Care Act. But everybody knows it is Obamacare. The point being that employee benefits are a very turbulent topic right now. So if employee benefits are a challenge to you or your company, we highly recommend Hub International, formerly known as Mars Maddox Insurance, with our great friend Neil Staley at Hub International. Now, a lot of our listeners, of course, skip dinner just because they love this show so much, but we can help them with their hunger pains too, right, Jeff? Absolutely. There's the Very Good Food Foundation putting on great foodie events all year long, all about sustainability, headed up by Michelle Ciccarelli Lyrac, and then also Lestat's Coffee Houses, the three uh, um, Normal Heights, uh, University Heights, and the one on University Avenue now, uh, all open 24-7, 365, all serving great coffee and beverages and munchies all night long. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> always crowded. And um, if you want to, I know, Richard, you've been uh, working with a lot of these sponsors with great success for many years, right? Going on almost 30 years in a couple of cases. <laughs> it's not years. That's decades. Yes. <laughs> well, if you get over to IYMoney.com, there's a sponsor tab there and a drop-down menu. You can learn about one or more or all of our sponsors. All the, They're all there. And, and you can learn about how to become a sponsor because our sponsors get a tremendous amount of business from this show. Absolutely. And uh, congrats to Courtney Holtz for putting together our uh, media kit, which is on that website as well, IYMoney.com. And um, and there you have it. So uh, Courtney runs PopX Graphics, by the way. Yes, she does a great job. I think we we did an upgrade on the design of the we site. We did. It and, looks cool. And I think we're going to get some awards. We we have gotten awards already. I think we're going to get um, even more and better ones now with the uh, with the improvements. So, but there you have it. Anyway, back with Gloria Dunn Violin. She's an author, a speaker, a seminar leader, and and um, has written a book called Revivement. So, how, how'd you come up with the term revivement? Well, uh, 
I've been searching my brain and finally it hit me. If you look at the word retirement, mm-hmm. the four letters in the middle are tire. Uh, you yeah. don't want to be tired. <laughs> you want to live, right? right? So I put vive in there Viva. and came up with <laughs> revivement so we can reinvigorate ourselves, revitalize ourselves yes. and reassess our future. Yeah, but my joke is you retire, you go buy a home in Palm Springs and then you die. <laughs> and you die. That's the sad part. <laughs> anyway, the subtitles having a life after making a living, and maybe uh, sub subtitles having a living after making a living, because a lot of uh, you know many people today uh, don't have the luxury of retiring. Well, we've had shows, Joe, on the crisis, right? That yeah. is the public Correct. pension system, and, yeah, or well, even the private retirement system, yeah. So yeah, the pensions are going to be a big problem. Uh, they already have increased in longevity, increased health care costs as se- one age. Private sector has uh, pretty much done away with or reduced. Uh, I don't know if 401ks are the answer for people. You better but that was my point earlier. It's easy yeah. to find material on financial matters related right. to retirement. It's hard to find material on how do you live your days, how do you spend your days. Right. I, I have a great one. I mean, this was a really big challenge for my father who passed away a number of years ago. But of his social circle, he was the last one to be left standing. He, yeah. had, to, he had to go to all of his friends' funerals. Yeah. yeah. And then he woke up one morning and he had no friends. Yeah. Well, just don't, sad. don't go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my, my joke is, why do I have to go to their funeral? They're not going to come to my funeral. <laughs> anyway, right? there are some very good um, um, chapters or uh, items in here, though. One is, um, you know, receiving guidance on how to transition to your new life. And the one that I think is kind of important is overcoming ageism and increasing your brain smarts. Now, what are some, if people get this book, do you have some, you have some, um, checklists and, and work sh- worksheets and everything that oh, help Oh, there's people. in the back of there, there's four parts of the book. The fourth part is 15 exercises I developed to help people think through and plan their future and mm. make it the greatest time of their lives. Mm. And so if they take, you know, do any of those exercises, they're going to be way ahead of the game. Yeah. So the website is havingalifenow.com. And maybe you could give us, I see you have, uh, I guess, some people, some individual uh, stories about people's challenges and successes. So, so that's all. Can you give us one, one or two examples of what you've encountered uh, of a success story or of a success story? Mm-hmm. Well, there is one person. I, I, I kind of like to, I'd like, I kind of like to tell people, if you don't mind, about an unsuccessful story, only to wake them up to how okay, important it is. Okay, sure. And the unsuccessful story is former President Teddy Roosevelt. Former President Teddy Roosevelt was vigorous and vital and excited about being president and doing all the things that he did. Mm -hmm. But when he retired too early, he went home and got depressed. So he tried to become the president again. Guess what? He lost. He went home and got depressed. This is a man who spearheaded the construction of the Panama Mm -hmm. Canal. This is a man who was given... Well, it's Spanish American War. The Peace Prize for the Russo-Japanese War, and this is a man who died early because he no longer had purpose, and he was only sixty-one. Well, I think he was. um, Well, he drank about a gallon of coffee a day. I think. I think he. I think he was. He may have had bipolar issues or something else. I mean, because this guy was uh, man. I think he was manic depressive or something. Uh, But anyway, he may have been. But that's another thing. I mean, you got to take care of your mental health and your physical health. Well, it's just to make a point. If you don't, if you don't take action. for yourself and you let life go by that's what happens so there's some some, some scientific research and, and practices for longevity um, what can you tell us about that 
Well, you know, our brain is malleable. When we were born, they thought our brain was just wired a certain way and it was going to be that way forever. And we can but, grow brain, brain cells. They thought we couldn't grow brain cells, but we right, can. Right, but yeah. we mm-hmm. can. Mm-hmm. And you know, the neurons that fire together, wire together. So the more that you put in your brain, the more cognitive uh, information, the more stretching you do to learn things and, mm-hmm. and go places and find out new new avenues to stimulate your brain. The brain loves it, and it becomes smarter. We can we can be smarter and younger as we get older. You know, Richard just talked about at the start of the show the graduation. I love seeing uh, older people get diplomas. It just it's, it's oh yeah, there were there were gray haired yeah. people getting diplomas. Yeah. Although you know where my youngest daughter goes, Demi, who's twenty, um, she's a senior at San Jose State. The average age of a graduate at San Jose State is actually twenty eight. Yeah, and it's not because it's hard to get classes and it takes seven years to go through college. It's just you have a lot of people who didn't immediately go to college out of high school. You have a lot of people who had careers of 10, 12, 15, 20 years and well, then went back. Well, that brings in the financial matters again too, mm-hmm. because sometimes you have to short, you know, take exactly. a little delay, and and because um, you can't afford to finish. Exactly. But, but, but Gloria, question: How important is it to be around other people after you retire? Oh, the socialization piece is huge. Having community, having somebody with common interests common values, someone that you can share things with all the time is vital. It's vital. Uh, there, there are some statistics that show there's a lot of isolation mm-hmm. in this country, and that will kill you. Mm-hmm. So Joe, our, our multiple-time guest, Ann Garrett, she's been on a couple times, now 82 years of age. Took up running at age 72. 72, but you know, she's now the lead spokesperson for my Move Your Feet Before You Eat Foundation. She spends her time out in the community Wonderful. giving presentations to elementary schools and high schools and senior centers and boys and girls clubs. Yeah, taking up exercise wouldn't be a bad idea, huh, And she's an amazing speaker. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk yeah. more about that. We're going to come back and talk more with Gloria Dunn, violin, author, seminar leader, writer, lecturer, right after this. Hang on. Get smart. I think even Gloria's coming along to that. But then anyway, we're back with Gloria Dunn Violin. She's all about Agent 99 and Agent 86. Right. Her book is Revivement Having a Life After You Make a Living. The website is revivementbook.com. All great information about what you should be doing as you approach retirement. Uh, don't, I don't think you should wait till your, your last day uh, like uh, Jack Nicholson in About You. I think, <laughs> I think you should uh, have some plans. Uh, but a lot of people, I, I mean, Couples, I mean, don't they, they must plan in advance, you know, we're going to travel, do all this and that and the other, right? I mean, um, um, it doesn't work out sometimes or what? They, they don't plan for retirement life. They plan their financial piece. They plan, mm-hmm. you know, their insurance, mm-hmm. the real estate. They don't think about the life. They think it's just going to fall in place, but yeah. it doesn't. You have to make it happen. Yeah, proactive, right? Exactly. Hmm. So um, you talk, spoke about Teddy Roosevelt not being a successful story post-retirement. Can you give us a couple of um, stories of people who well, you're have really one, thrived? You're yeah. one I mean, beside it. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, besides myself. <laughs> well, you can, you I wanted, I'll tell yourself, you about but... Ted Robinson. Ted Robinson, when I saw him, was 95. Okay. In front of the room, giving a talk about when he was uh, friends with John F. Kennedy mm-hmm. as a soldier buddy okay mm-hmm. they you, they shared the same room in fact his ship saved kennedy's mm-hmm. life 
And here's this man standing up in front of the room. He's 95, stands up there 45 minutes. You know, he's not into technology, so he had his his long stick and he was pointing to mm-hmm. his map. Mm-hmm. But he entertained us. He made us laugh. He spoke with a great voice. He was clear. I mean, he was amazing. And he, and he had a uh, multi-generational audience mm-hmm. laughing. I just saw something on, I think, on social media with a 95-year-old guy got up at a, I guess it's one of those open mic nights or it was one of those storytelling events, and he had he was hilarious. You know, look, you have all this great experience, and and I, I guess some have become comics uh, in later life. You know, you know, Phyllis Diller didn't start till she was 37, and, right? And she, right. And she had a long career. She went, went all the way into her. Uh, you know, Grandma Moses didn't start painting until she was 72. Yeah. And that's young now. And, and George Bush and didn't start painting now. until he was 60 something. <laughs> and think and think Phyllis Stiller had to break the, she didn't just, you know, she had to break the glass ceiling too because women didn't get into the comedy right. field back in yes. those days. So you really, yes. I think you really do need a backbone and, and resilience. And I don't know how you teach that, but that is a, you know, uh, you get things thrown in your path all the time, even, you know, mid career. Uh, it could be at age 36 where you're, you know, you're, you're fired or whatnot. Uh, you really need to be resilient. You know, I got my first degree at 36 and my first career job at 36. Okay. I went back 10 years later into mm-hmm. organizational so you, you, you don't consider masters. raising children a job? <laughs> that well, had to be your biggest accomplishment that I, year. I, somehow <laughs> I did great. I have two great daughters yeah. mm-hmm. and seven great grandchildren <laughs> and we didn't mention yeah. you, you went to san jose state which uh did we talk about that your degree in, in public relations did yeah we, yeah i was yeah, that's where my youngest is yeah oh san really yeah. Uh. and then you went back to pepperdine and got you know organization organizational development degree. my brother-in-law bill is the now, my brother-in-law bill is now by the way the oldest or the longest tenured professor at san jose state because uh. the, the one who was in front of him unfortunately passed away Last huh. year. Wow. What wow. does he teach? I didn't even know this. Political science prof. He's 80, 80 years old now. And, and he's still teaching. Still teaching. He's oh, been wow. at San Jose State for 54 years. Wow. Well, that yeah. might be one. And uh, he so led, he was the flag bearer. He was the lead <laughs> person in on May 6th for the honors convocation. Aww. He was the flag bearer leading all of the 4,000 honor students in at San Jose State. How about that? And it was just amazing to watch. Hmm. Well, academia. Now, there's a thing. You know, get into whether you're a a writer, an author, or whatever, but... Um, you never stop learning. Yeah. You never stop... I mean, there are classes now at the university level for people over 50 or 55, and the greatest part, no homework. <laughs> I've seen that. We talked about that with... Um, there's a local group here. I had someone... I had interviewed somebody. I, and Oasis is another program down here, but, yeah, I've got to look that up again. There is a, There is a bunch of courses where there's no homework for people over 50. Yeah, but you get great lectures. You, I mean, you get these really astute, intelligent lecturers that, and, and you broaden your mind, and there it goes back to the brain becoming smarter. So that's up in you have that in Northern California. Oh as yes. Well? What's the name of the program again? It's well, Ollie, Ollie. Uh, Osher Live Life. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, Ollie. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You know, Kathy yeah. Diamond knows about this. Yeah. Uh, we have it down here too. She's been oh. on the show. Yeah. There's yeah. 119 of them across the country. It's run through San Diego State University, and uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll try to find the website before the end of the show. So, um, we You know a- what I would also suggest to your listeners to, is if you're ever in Northern California, go to the Buck Institute on Aging and get a uh, tour. It is an amazing place. You said Buck, B-U-C-K? B-U-C-K. Where are they located? Are they in campus? In Novato. Novato. Okay. okay, so suburb. They yeah. have yeah. scientists from all over the world working on 
longevity, on huh. extending not only your life, but a healthy lifestyle. Right, it's quality, not and a, quantity. A, you know, getting, getting rid of disease. Well, and that's part of a big part. I mean, if you're enjoying great health and good health and take care of yourself, that's another big part of it, too. And uh, if obviously, if you know, you've got diabetes or some other issues going on, it's hard to, you know, after you retire to get out there and be productive again, isn't it? I mean, yes, yes. Not to mention depression or other things that uh, we get that, into. And that's, you just said it. You've got to get out of the house, mm-hmm. get out there. Mm-hmm. You can't stay home and let it happen to mm-hmm. you. So, Gloria, any plans to do a follow up book? I don't know yet. Okay. I, I'm, I'm really wanting people to hire me to come in and do pre-retirement sure. workshops. And I'm writing, I've written, uh, I'm on my 24th column for this newspaper. Okay. Um, I don't know. What was your last column about? What's the most recent one? Oh, it's very interesting. There is a, an organization uh, called Tech Enhanced Life, and they're bringing together older people to look at products and assess them as to how they are going to help older people okay. and if they need more uh, investigation or more adjustments or make them better. Well, I've got an idea Me. for you. There's uh, the single county here. They, every, I think every two years they put on a big program for seniors at the uh, at Town & Country. That's where I saw Dick Van Dyke. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the keynote uh-huh. speaker a couple right. years ago. Uh-huh. So uh, I'll put you in touch with those folks. Oh, wonderful. I think that would be um, that'd Thank be a good you. One. And Osher is O S H E R, folks. Lifelong Learning Institute. They Correct. do have it. They have it here through a UC San Diego extension. Wonderful. And I believe, uh, yeah, I think the three UC San Diego. I had the wrong university. And I took classes there too. Yeah, but uh, but check them out. O S H E R. It's um, it's great. And you're right. No no uh, no tests. <laughs> no tests. No tests. <laughs> Which is always a good thing. <laughs> But uh, how did you develop all the, the worksheets uh, in your book? Is that... Um, well, it's from my experience, you is, know. Is that more like journaling then somewhat? Is it kind of No, like- no. There's really questions at, that you have to answer and prioritize things and mm-hmm. help you think through things. I have one that, that says you're now 100 years old. I want you to write about your life. Wow. Because I want people to think, oh, in terms where, of where do I want to be yeah. at 100? So, and I also have one that's a lot of fun, and it says... Everything you never ever want to do again, make a list. Mm. I don't want to be on the freeways. So, I don't want to march. To yeah, boy, here in San Diego, that's on my list. But so, <laughs> so question: I, yeah. This may just be empirical observation and not accurate, but I've I've noticed that families used to live fairly close together, but this is not necessarily the case anymore. No. That, that kids no. and grandkids tend to be dispersed. How does that affect somebody who say is retired over seventy? Well, I what I see happening is some older people try to move near their family. Mm-hmm. But it's not the community that they know and love, right. mm-hmm. and they get lonely. Yeah. So, right. so what we do is we we get on a plane mm-hmm. and we go well, yeah, down if you're, here. If you're Southern California, Northern California, but we're California, not around the corner. Yeah. And now the kids are all grown anyway and off mm-hmm. to college or off to their careers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you just try to do what you can. But giving up your community and your home base where you have a life is not necessarily the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why they that say, sense. I mean, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a member of any congregation, but they do say faith-based um, groups, whether you attend a regular you know, church service or some kind of religious service. Uh, but that's more, more all about, I think it's more about community than anything. Absolutely. Right? And, support, Absolutely. and your support network and, and whatnot, and obviously networking. And look, everyone's going through the same basic thing. So to, to um, lean on each other and get some ideas and share some, uh, some enterprise 
it, it leads to good things, right? What, what's wonderful is there's so many opportunities like that. Yeah. that you know, if, if, if somebody has to find out and that those questions again will help them, yeah. what do you like and what do mm-hmm. you want and how... How are you going to get there? And you'll figure it out if you get the book. Well, Gloria, thanks for, thanks yeah. for jetting down here. Yeah, you'll get the book, <laughs> Revivement, revivementbook.com. Uh, Thank you, Gloria Dunn-Violin, for being with us. Richard Miso, great Congratulations you. to your granddaughter on the Canyon Crest Thank graduation. You. Thank you. Yeah. Great thanks for you. having me. Great All to right. see you, Richard. Uh, Justin Hart, our board operator. Thanks for making us sound terrific. Thanks to Craig Blanke and Dave Sniff at KFMB for all their help. All these podcasts are commercial-free on iwaymoney.com. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye now.